Hello and welcome to the Coach Data Podcast, Talking Junior Sports. I'm Jason Ham, And I'm Ben Springer. And together, we want to talk about COVID and junior sports. With the entire world touched by COVID in 2020, one part of the community that has never really had its voice heard are the kids involved in junior sport. So as a collective, they've had to make the biggest sacrifices with the least amount of understanding to the events that have caused their sport their passion to simply stop. In this podcast, we will discuss the price paid by kids in regards to mental health, physical health, the impacts financially, as well as the issues facing Victoria versus the rest of the country. We'll also touch on how coaches, clubs, and the community can all come together to bring our kids back to sports. So please pull up a chair, sit back, and listen in on the Coach Data Podcast. But first, A quick message from our major sponsor. Normally, our topics in our podcast, we want to keep light-hearted but also educational. This next topic about COVID and the effects on the kids and sports we don't feel that it ha- is appropriate to bring the humour side into this conversation. So we're just going to jump straight in and talk about the issues that are affecting our kids as it stands. So topic number one, Ben, how has COVID affected sports in Australia? Uh, well, obviously, with the shutdowns occurring uh, during COVID and both of us living in Victoria, um, it's obviously just shut the whole of Victoria down, whether whether you're country, whether you're in a, in a Melbourne and there's just no sport anywhere. And um, obviously with three young kids two of my own and two of them really stuck into their sports and really loving their sports and the other one literally was just about to start, um, it, it's tough. It's, it's, uh, they're finding it difficult to even just motivate themselves at times um so yeah it's it's really taking its toll so hopefully hopefully with these numbers coming down that's not too around just around the corner we will be getting back into some sort of normality for them and some sort of balance i mean they've been stuck at home so i think sport gives a good balance to uh, the kids well-being um so yeah hopefully we're nearly there. We're, we're getting to the end of it. But, yeah, hopefully we get the kids back and into sports sooner rather than later. The unfortunate thing is that this lockdown one in Victoria, we started training, the kids were training, we were doing practice matches, even though it was amongst our own club. There was a real level of excitement amongst the kids that they had something to look forward to. But then with uh, – and we're speaking about Victoria because we are in Victoria – um, the second lockdown has really taken a toll. And you touched on this earlier. The first lockdown, we were doing online training with the kids and support and all sorts of things just to really keep them interacted and involved with the club online. But lockdown too, everyone sort of just pretty much throwing their hands up in the air, walked away because it's everyone knows this one's in for the long haul. The season got called off completely. Everyone has social media. We're watching other clubs, leagues, friends, family, 
in other parts of the state, in other parts of the country, all playing sports, finals, and enjoying life. Yeah, and it also, I mean, it also comes back to um, how much they're on their, their, their social devices. I mean, schools shut down as well. Let's not forget about that. So their online learning has got them in front of a, a screen more so than what they normally would at school. So it's just, it's formed habits that has got them to sit on the couch, to, to sit on the chair, to sit behind the desk and work away at their schoolwork. And it's just, it's becoming the norm for them. And if it keeps going on for much longer, I think there's obviously the, that minor few kids that find sport tough at, at some times. And um, I think as coaches out there, we all, we all know those kids that will come back stronger and better than ever and really missing it. But there's those kids that, that are just, I don't know, they're like they're, conf- they're not as confident as others. And I really feel for them and their parents. And, and hopefully, hopefully we can get that, get them back playing sport. Cause I mean, you and myself know that we're old enough now to know that how good sport was for us growing up and how much um, it brought us all together and it, it made friendships and, and brought families together. So, yeah, hopefully hopefully we can get them all back and playing, as I said, very shortly and um, just help with their mental side of things. Well, you certainly touched on the next topic, which is how COVID has affected kids in Australia. They say it takes 30 days to build a habit. Now, in Melbourne... Our kids have been in lockdown for six months. So that's six months of online learning. That's six months of online communication with their friends. That's six months of online gaming. They've been, they haven't had the desire, the urge to get out there and train or practice because there's no reward for them at the end. It's not like on a weekend, they're going to hang out with their mates and kick a footy or throw a nipple. They're, um, it's really going to take. It's going to take a big toll on them. Undoing the toll that the thirty day habits got, trying to break that habit. Yeah, and you're totally right. And and um, and how do you do that? I mean, how do you get a kid that's in their comfort zone and get them back to playing sport? I mean, um, I know I've got I've got two kids here that um, one of them will. She'll be jumping at the bit to get back to playing, and I know my son, for different reasons, will be as well. But I mean, I'm fortunate in the sense that my kids do love their sport, um, and for, I mean, for those of us that have been involved in sport, obviously we all know how good it's how good it's been for us growing up and and getting the friendships from it. Um, they're just. I know my, my my two are just missing it, missing seeing their friends, me missing going down to the the footy oval for training and and running around in the cold, wet and miserable nights and getting muddy and and just being a kid. Um, so yeah, I mean it's going to be tough, um, and I think as coaches we've really got to understand that. And I I think once we get finally get out of this COVID stuff, I think. We've got to take it pretty easy on them at times. I mean, we can't go straight into. I mean, I've been coaching, I've been coaching cricket and and basketball. I've probably been coaching basketball a little bit longer these days, and I've got a team that I've had for about two or three years now, not just seasons, but years. And 
I'm just trying to. Uh, I'm looking at what what it's going to be like when they come back. I mean, all, all of them were were really good um, at getting to training and really good. At, I didn't even. It got to a point where I didn't even have to tell them what to do, how to warm up, and do all that kind of stuff. And I mean, these kids are only eight, nine, ten years of age, and they already had their their warm up down pat. Now coming back into it, it's, it's sort of starting from scratch again. And I think um, we've just got to be weary of the mental side of things and, and make sure that they are willing to, to cope with what sport does, the demand sport does have. I mean, I know it's only kids' sports, um, but there's the physical side of things where all of a sudden they're training. And a lot of the kids have multiple sports. They're playing cricket, they're playing footy, basketball, karate, athletics whatever it might be um so to go from nothing to six months and then training two three four times a week and playing a couple of games a week it's we've just got to as i said be really mindful that the mental side of things that they're, they're able to cope with it again the mental health side that you just touched on it's going to have a massive toll on their mental health this lockdown like Already, as you know, my boy's pretty handy at kicking a footy. Um, today, for example, we're out on the road, a little bit of a breeze, size three footy. They're a bit light. The ball's going everywhere. He was struggling with it. And he was just getting really, really angry at it. I kept explaining to him, you know, if you can't control your temper, you can't control your game. But um, the mental health, it's taken a toll. Kids are, have got an expectation of the level they should be at and the level they're pushing to with their each year. Um, but they've got to realise that, as you just touched on, they're going to go backwards. And unfortunately in Melbourne and Victoria, they're going to go back further than the rest of the country because the rest of the country has been training. So these kids are going to lose a part of their identity or lose, they're going to have fear in their ability. They're going to um, just be scared of, well, if we come back, are we going to lock down again for the third time? Do I need to go back and train? All we're going to do is lock down. The kids don't understand the severity of the virus. They just want to get out and hang out with their mates and play. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And, I mean, I've been doing a fair bit of reading of such and, and listening to podcasts myself over these kind of issues lately. And, I mean, there's the studies out there that that's show that, Young people that do exercise more often generally have low levels of depression, um, low levels of stress. Uh, they've got higher levels of positive self-image, higher levels of life satisfaction. So, I mean, to, to take that completely away, um, as much as <laughs> it's hard to sort of really talk about it without going into the political side of things and that's not what we're here to do we're here to talk about sport um and and let's be honest not everyone's going to agree with this with this sort of issue because there are different sides to um different sides to this COVID argument but at at the same time the kids have got to be staying active and there's only so much as a parent that you can do um, as, as as we touched on earlier, especially with the online learning and and that kind of thing, they're behind screens a lot more often during the day. So just to get them outside, it's difficult at times. I know I've had my battles at times with them, but um, once they get out there, they love it. 
the physical side of it is going to it's going to take time um normally what would happen is for instance your daughter trains four nights a week basketball football also netball that level of development has been taken away from her and i'm talking in general about all kids as well one day a week training or four days a week training the health cost that these kids are going to have to face it's going to be it's going to be quite big as they realise that they've missed out on the year of development and you've missed out on the year of skill work. Um, we do need to be mindful of that. And as coaches, we need to coach them through it and lower our expectations where they should. If you ever want to watch, if you want to watch the, the age group above uh, playing sport and you see the skill and the, how they go at the ball so hard, our kids aren't going to be there that next year. They're still going to be at the year below level in skill, maturity, ability. Yeah, yeah, you're right there. hundred percent correct, and it, and it's not just. I mean, it's not just our age group. Um, it's like all junior sport, whether it be under seventeens, and I still obviously it's under seventeens. There's although they're they're probably teenagers at that stage. They're still kids to a to to a degree, and yeah, I mean, six months out of it. It's you, as you as you touched on with my daughter. She was she was playing basically playing basketball six days a week. And that's with a couple of different games thrown in there. Um, to be able to just step straight back into that, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, and there's going to there's going to be times where she's going to be sore, and and we've just got to deal. With it. And and even my son and your son who play multiple sports. I mean. They, they obviously missed out on footy this year and, and basketball for half for a season, but they're going to come back to, to cricket and to basketball. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's clearly tough. I mean, I, I mean, I've been lucky that I've been able to work through it. And what I have noticed in that first sort of period of lockdown where we were in stage three for, I think it was for a term of school, basically, um, there was a lot of kids still getting out and staying active. And I think it was much easier then than we sort of had an end date to, to a degree and we knew when we were coming back. Um, but these last month or two, that's just really dropped away. There, there's just there's not as many kids out riding around, running around, walking around. Although it has picked up, I must admit, it has picked up over the last couple of weeks and, and seeing the kids out there again. Maybe it was just the weather, I don't know. Um, but... I mean, they've gone from some kids, as I said, five, six days a week of playing sport to just absolutely nothing and absolutely nothing. And what's, what I'm actually going to find interesting is this um, this next lot of AFL trade period, to be honest. Um, I don't, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how many Victorian kids get picked in that top 20 after this, after this last six months. Oh, it's certainly thrown the Vic kids behind, especially around the ages of 14. You start getting into rep football, and I'm referring to football here. Um, you start getting identified by talent scouts. They haven't had that exposure for a whole year. So they've been concentrating on the other states who are still supplying talent. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a toll. Which and there's also everything we've touched on so far has been around directly 
affecting the kids. But there's also the financial side of it. If you think about it, the government is going to be a lot of dollars in debt because of this. Family budgets are also going to be really hard hit because some people have lost one wage, both wages, not making as much money. Um, clubs won't have the budgets from local councils. There's going to be a, a, a number, I, I'm not going to say a minority or majority, but there's going to be a number of kids who will not be able to go back to sport simply because their parents can't afford it. Yeah, yeah, too right there. And it's um, and it's the clubs also. I mean, uh, I, I know early on, and I, 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 should, I don't know now, but I know early on a lot of clubs were still paying rent for their rooms and rent for and paying for the use of grounds that they're not using. And, I mean, where's that money coming from when there's no subs coming in or the, there's no canteen open on a, on a Saturday morning or a Friday night or whatever it may be? Um, so, I mean... As I said earlier, I've been fortunate enough to work through. Um, we have gone backwards a little bit, but, I mean, you and I both know we're, we're a part of the same clubs and every single one of them has, has basically said, if you can donate some money, if you can donate your kids' fees, that would be awesome. I mean, as I said, we're fortunate enough to be able to do that, but the, the, those smaller clubs where they have one or two junior teams, and I'm, I'm thinking along the lines of cricket here and, there's, there's plenty of clubs out there that only have a, a, a handful of teams and if they don't get back sooner rather than later, I mean, they're going to have to bring their fees down as it is to get to be able to help with, as you say, the, the, the financial cost on, on parents and on families that haven't been working. Um, but it's also going to affect them. I mean, at the end of the day, they need the money to pay for equipment and whatever else that comes with running a club. So at the, at the end of the day, sporting clubs, they're a micro-community. They are a kid's safe space. Some kids are at home, abusive parents, struggling parents, addicted parents, um, identity crisis, things like that. They go to a club, they're hanging out with their mates, they're learning skills, they're getting rid of energy. They're, it is a safe space for kids, so we do need to bring it back and allow these kids to be able to express themselves, grow and develop in these safe spaces. Yes, yes, you're, you're too right. I think we've, we've touched on it a little, a little bit with the mental side of stuff as well. Um, it is, it is. And us as coaches have got to make sure that we are looking out for that and that um, we are... I guess making sure that it, that it is fun and that the kids are coming back and that, that it is safe for them and they they don't feel pressured into living up to expectations. For instance, um, as another example, I mean, yeah, it, it, as us as being coaches, it, it is a, a tough one. Um, but yeah, we've just got to we've got to make sure that they feel safe to come to us. I mean, that, that's a part of being a coach as well. Is, is making sure that you're open and you're open book and you're, you're easy to talk to. So if there is a problem there, or if, if there is a problem outside of sport and whatever co whatever sport you're coaching, that the kids do feel that they're comfortable enough to be able to come back and talk to you about things like that. Because, I mean, there's, there's studies out there that are showing that that kind of stuff, the, the family violence or whatever else is – getting a little bit higher than, than what it was last year. So we've got to find, we've got to 
get back to it, I, th- I feel, and, and get it back to normality as much as we can or as, as people like to say, COVID normal, to, to um, just to get kids away from the house and get the families away from each other as much as we, we all love it. We all love our families <laughs> in that sense. But, yeah, just to have that space as well. So as coaches, we need to look on the bright side of a lot of things. There's, as you touched on before, there's never a right, there's never a wrong answer in most things coaching as long as the kids are kept safe. Um, let's look at the bright side of COVID lockdown. I can come up with three. So let's just chat about these. First, benefit of the lockdown, families are coming together. Uh, I know you just touched on how great it'll be to get rid of them, but before that... Yeah. Yes. In our in our history, there's never been a time where families have actually spent so much time together, where we've learnt about our kids, we've sat down and talked to our kids. It's had a massive benefit. Have you found that with your family? Yeah, yeah. You, you've touched. You've hit a nail on the head. Then I mean, it's been. It's been awesome. We've been getting out, like, obviously with um, normal life, it, it can get pretty crazy with two parents working and, and I mean, we, we sometimes are driving down the same street, passing each other, taking one kid to one school and one kid to the other. So it's been good to be able to stop, take a breather, go out for a walk, go out for a kick of the footy. Um, I mean, there was times there where during that first lockdown and uh, yourself was putting up little challenges for Billy and the, his footy team to do and he got together a TikTok and, I mean, I'm, I'm new to all that kind of stuff and i tell you what, I've got two left feet, but he did a TikTok with us and, and then Indy got into it with her basketball and there was things going, there's arms and legs going everywhere, but it, it was fun and it was enjoyable and it still is and just the other day we went for a walk, a good walk and we just chatted and it's been, it has been really nice just to stop um, get back to family life, play a game, watch a movie, whatever it might be. Um, yeah, it has been really, really enjoyable. Another bright side of COVID lockdown, it actually gives the kids a rest from sport. Now, I know we're all about coaching sports. Let's get back to sports, get the kids outdoors and active again. But there are a number of kids who do multiple sports and multiple nights of training and as their bodies grow, they, they, the bodies need time to rest and heal and recuperate. So I think there's a, a massive benefit in these six months. The kids not doing a great deal, not pushing their bodies, letting them have a rest. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, and to be honest, I didn't know, really know a lot about this area um, until one of my daughter's coach, basketball coaches actually, he, he said it's, it's going to be good for them to be able to stop because it's going to be able to help their body grow and help their body um, just have time to just stop. And, and yeah, and, and I sort of thought at the time, I thought, oh, yeah, whatever, yeah, no worries. But I've sat back over these last, well, I guess six months, I think it's been now, and my two kids, it's amazing how much they've actually grown. And I think you'll be surprised with how much they've grown, to be honest. And their, their bodies are just, they're turning into young adults and, and it's been nice and it's been good. Um, and I've also, I mean, I've been, as I said earlier, I've been reading and listening to different podcasts and that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of study out there that, and a lot of articles similar than, that has backed the, the coach's statement up that sometimes you just need to stop 
and sometimes that's the best thing for your body just to to let it heal recover and start again six months on the other hand might be a bit much but <laughs> it's a lot better than the six hours they normally get. yeah true true or oh, the eight hours sleep they sometimes get yeah the third thing i wanted to touch on is as a benefit it allows them to build their identity away from their peers and by that as the kids grow up you know the parents are always encouraging and you're so good at sports or you can do whatever you want you put your mind to it etc etc um oh well done you've done this and well done all of a sudden they're in a group environment with kids their own age and their own uh weight and and passion for sport and all of a sudden they're discovering hang on a second i'm not the best player i'm not as good as i think i am or i'm not as outspoken i'm not as confident i think the lockdown will also give kids the opportunity to develop their sport, their identity away from their peers. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on this one as well. I think, um, and I think us as parents, and I'm, I'm going to take my coach's hat off here and, and talk as a parent. I think we've got a big role to play with this one, and, and um, just it's just good for kids to see, in my opinion, to see their parents out and being active and, and being able to, to tackle this lockdown and to tackle this mental side of things and just not to brush it aside, obviously, to talk about it and, and, and be open about it, but just to be able to get out and, and stay active and stay mentally strong. Um, I feel that that's going to help the kids to get their own identity, to make them get out there and say, you know what, yeah, I am going to go for that run. I am going to go for that walk or whatever it may be. I'm going to shoot those 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 hoops or kick those, those the footy through the goals, whatever it may be. Um, and what it does, in my mind, is it brings self-confidence. And self-confidence is always a good thing. As Obviously, it can go a bit too far, but self-confidence isn't a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. And it, it, it just leads to being a good leader. If, and, and being whether that's captaining a side eventually or whether it's eventually come, going down our path and becoming coaches, it just it helps to bring self-belief. So, Ben, we've touched on a lot of side effects and the bads of uh, COVID and lockdown. Uh, as coaches, we have a responsibility to the kids and to the clubs. So... Our audience who will be listening to this are coaches and they'll have their own teams that they want to direct out of lockdown. So I think it's important we touch on just a couple of things, uh, what we can do as coaches. Um, we're going to have a new level of responsibility as a coach during when we come out of lockdown. We're going to have to ensure that the kids, uh, where possible, socially distanced, new hygiene levels, parents keeping them distanced. But we've... Amongst all of these new rules, sports isn't about all these regimented rules. It is on game day, but um, it's more about freedom and expressing yourself. So we st we've got to find a way to balance it, to introduce these new rules for safety. But at the same time, the kids have got to be free to explore their personalities and develop their abilities. How do we do that as a coach? Um, well, we make it fun. Um... And I think that there will be something that we touch on in future podcasts, but it's the whole argument of um, 
short-term successful or, long, or long-term successful or making it fun. Um, I think the initial role of the coach is going to change a little bit, not just with the rules that we, you were just talking about with keeping your, your social distancing and all that kind of stuff. I think we're going to have to sort of also be careful of the mental side of things. We've got to ease them back into it, remind them that it is fun out there and remind them that, hey, you might not shoot that basket from three like you were before, but you know what? We're going to have fun trying, um, whether that's a one-on-one against the, the, the coaches versus kids or parents versus kids. If we can go down that path, we obviously have to wait to see what um, what rules come in place. But, yeah, I think we've just got to make it fun for them again because I know, I know that they've missed out on that and that's why... I look at your training and, and my training, I hope, is fairly similar for the kids that as much as we're teaching them the sport and as much as we're teaching them about the game itself and teaching them about skills, we're trying to make it fun for them as well. I set challenges. I mean, I know you've done, which has been brilliant, you've done some footy Olympics at, at times where they're, they're, they're in teams and they're trying to kick goals for their, whatever club they support and then, throwing a bag of lollies to the winner and all that kind of stuff, I think has got to come forward a lot earlier. And I think we've got to take away the winning side of things. And, and that might sound strange because obviously what do you do for sport? You, you play to win at times. But I think we've just got to forget about that for a while and let's make it fun for them again. Get them back out on the field, get them back out on the court and just having a laugh. So on... On one side of the white line, you've got the coaches. We've got to make it fun, inclusive, get the kids back in and keep them in because at the end of the day, sports, the benefits to sports, is you, can't, you cannot be ignored. But on the other side of the white line are the parents. We, As you know, being a coach, you have to deal with parents' expectations, parents' beliefs, parents' needs, and it can be a juggling act because sometimes their level of expectation is somewhat different to a coach's, but we're going to have to find a common voice with COVID. Uh, I think the parents need to realise that, you know what, for the time being, and just to get it started again, let's just make it all about fun. Um, let's not try and push our kids to be superstars. Let's get them out there. Let's enjoy it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's going to be a balancing act. Yeah, yeah, you're too right. And, um I think we're, we're pretty fortunate. We've got some pretty good parents on our sides with our teams because, I mean, we, I coach a cricket team, we coach a footy team where the, where the kids are basically the same um, and, and the parents are, are just awesome. But there are those ones out there that expect their, their, their kids to be the next LeBron James or, or the, next, um, the next Dean Jones or, or whoever it might be. But at, at the end of the day... Especially at our age group, I mean, they're just kids, and let them be kids, and, and that's what sport is the best thing for. Is it just allows them to be? There's no pressure. As long as there's no pressure on them, that is. Obviously, there's some parents out there that put a little bit more pressure than others. But I mean, when I I don't coach all the time, and, and when my kids are playing while I'm not coaching, there's there's no pressure there, and I think. The, the time, it's a tricky one because especially when you're a coach, you, you, you're there, you're coaching, 
you've got the expectations of the team and what, and what you want from it. And as a parent, it's you've obviously got an expectation for your kids as well. But the, the one thing that I try and do, especially when I'm coaching, is that game day in a training, yes, I'm the coach and I don't want, I'm not going to pay, play favourites to my kids or any kids for that matter. But once you get into that car, you take that coach's hat off and you become a parent and you just you encourage and let them know that they did well. And you, you don't have to tell them what to do or, or, or what they should be doing or, or who they should be defending or whatever it might be. Just make sure you're encouraging, encouraging and make them and, and be positive because we all know what, when you've got a positive mindset that that's when the best things sort of happen. Now, in conclusion, this has been a great way to start this podcast, uh, talking about COVID, because it's going to have an effect to come for years. Um, and I think as coaches, we do need to talk about it. And we're reaching out to any coaches out there that have questions and they want to chat about it further, feel free to contact us on coachdata.com.au and we will answer your questions and any ideas for any future podcasts. But having said that, Ben... Very much looking forward to the next podcast. You want to know why? Uh, why is that one? Ability versus stability uh, to grade or not to grade. Oh, there you go. Now, this is one of those topics where there is no right or wrong. And a lot of t- topics in coaching, there is no right or wrong. But there is a lot of passion around this one. Yes, yes, you're right. And, uh, as you say, there's no right or wrong answers. We've got our views and who knows, we may have different views for the next one, mate. Yes, I think we might have to invite a couple of people into this one and um, really heat up the topic because I know it can be quite heated. But let's uh, really push the topic and see where we can take it. Yeah, that, that sounds good. And let, let's maybe keep that uh, boxing ring out of, the, out of the backyard for the time being because... I, I still want you as a mate at the end of it. Who knows? <laughs> well, I'm certainly looking forward to it. Ability versus stability. That is our next podcast coming up very soon. Thank you very much for your time in listening. We hope it's been insightful and enjoyable. Uh, and we promise to uh, go a bit lighter on topics or a bit more feisty, depending on what it is as we move on. Ben, have a great night and I will chat with everyone soon. Yes, see you soon. Bye.